Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Kyle, Luke, and Kathleen. Today, we're going to be covering Season 7, Episode 8 of the CW show The 100, entitled Anaconda. So back to our pilot to the potential prequel. What did we think, guys? Bring on the prequel! <laughs> yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was just, it was a lot of information, and which is exactly what we're looking for that's relevant to our story, plus all the cliffhangers that they left at the end. Like, I would be in for the show. We're obviously going to podcast on it if it gets the green light, so I don't know. I thought it was a great episode. A lot of answers to questions I never thought we'd get, you know, like questions from just the beginning of the 100 lore whatever it is it's like i didn't need it but i I did i didn't know i needed it but i do so just to um do what jimmy usually does which is the twitter poll overwhelmingly 93 percent said bring on the prequel three percent said average and four percent said cancel the prequel that's insane i mean we're getting the prequel i really really it already has a fan base i don't know how they could cw picks up some insane shows this kid star girl Stop. <laughs> I just got a season two, so you're did right. it? This, yeah, it did. It literally just got oh picked up. They God. have to greenlight. They're advertising show. the crap out of Star Girl. Um, I'm still surprised that the hundred itself is not being able to continue with seasons because it didn't sound like they wanted to stop the show. Like it sounds like it got canceled, right? I'm surprised because it has such a popular following, but I don't know if we really want to talk about that now. Seven. Well, that's a good way to work around that. I mean, they kind of got cut True. short at the end, so fuck it. Let's add some more onto the beginning. They're gonna make. They're just gonna do a good job of just all this world building that leads to where we would expect it to have. Like the history of of the grounders would get us to today. Yeah, I, I think there's so much there. That's what a couple, most of the celebs, a, a surprising amount of the the actors on the show have tweeted something in support of the prequel, oh, yeah. and a lot of them revolved around like Lexa specifically, Alicia Debnam, uh, Carrie. Carrie tweeted, I'm very excited that we, we get to, you know, look at the lore of the grounders more mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I, I'm interested because it's an interesting culture. I mean, we're going to get Rowan's ancestors. We're going to get Lexa's ancestors. We're going to get Lincoln's ancestors. Like, come on, we need this. this I said is, that this I, is so good for us. I hope Callie's a descendant of Lexa somehow. Or Lexa's a descendant of Callie yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's interesting about it being a prequel is it's still in the future for us. It's such a yes. weird concept. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I love that. It's I- like you said, though, at least where this episode takes place was not too far in the future from I, where yeah, we are now, exactly. which is kind of what makes it a little bit unsettling. It's realistic. It's it's such a cool premise. Mm-hmm. I think. This turns into nothing and like we don't get any more information. I'm still incredibly happy we got this episode in this season because I'm obsessed with like Becca Franco and like oh, the yeah. whole storyline and how the origins of the nuclear apocalypse. And it's just... I couldn't be more satisfied with the way they full circled this. So even mm-hmm. if we get no new information, which might even be a good thing, because they could they could take the prequel season in a way that makes us not like things about the show. Like you, I know Kathleen, you have a couple of complaints about like the, the origins of like the language yeah. and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like there's gonna be some things in there that we're not gonna like. So if this is it and we only got that one glimpse, it was awesome. Everything with Becca in it was perfect. Yeah, I'm satisf- satisfied yep. for sure. Yeah, so uh, are we ready to get into some of the episode? Sure. Yeah, we're, this episode, we're going to just do it completely chronologically, just go scene by scene, because there's no way to really bucket it. So, yeah, take us to the beginning. So, one of the few scenes that we get outside of a flashback is Clark and company. There's Raven, Nyla, Jordan, and Miller with her coming through the portal at Bardo. Um, they are all visibly upset about the news of Bellamy being dead, supposedly dead. 
Um, and Anders is bringing our friend Billy Cadigan into the room, the stone room. Well, I love this little Clark and Raven moment looking at each other and Clark Raven's visibly starting to lose it. And Clark looks at her and it says, we do this for our family. Like we do this for him. We do it for our family. I love the hundred is all about the idea of chosen family. And I really love that. They've kept that theme since day one. It's also a nice Miller moment. Yep. We I, yep. I guess what was it? Episode one or two, where like I brought Clark it up in the pre- gives him, yeah the directions, yeah, he the and he gives the nod, and they walk away because they know First what he's episode. saying. And then like he fucking says right there, like yep. Nyla and Jordan like hold the room to like like let Clark and Raven grieve, and obviously they listen to Miller because that was a really cool scene. I for sure agree because like in my I'm in the middle of my rewatch of watching all the early seasons and like. Miller's character development is awesome. Like he is such, I didn't realize how much, how important he was in the early seasons. And he was always like, you know, he was team the right side. Like he, yeah. even, even when Ali 2.0, I mean, uh, Jaha came back and like all that Ali stuff was happening. He was always following the right people. He was against Pike from the beginning. You right. Know. Because it was Miller's boyfriend was on Pike's side and yes. it was so annoying. Yeah, yeah, Miller's yeah, yeah. like, okay, well you're beat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're n- yeah. Miller's great. I mm-hmm. think he's, I think he, you know, he, he, he could set up for a good death. I kind of predicted that early in the season. I agree. But now I'm starting to think, like, I don't know, if they didn't kill him in Nakara when he had when they had that free out in the in the stomach of the monster, I, I think there's a chance he might be last episode. We haven't had any serious deaths. None. Yeah, right? What do you mean? Bellamy Tell just me. died, like, two episodes ago. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> R.I.P. I said... Yeah. I think it was morning. yesterday, right before I left. I was like, what if Bellamy just is dead? And they don't touch on it again. That was just his death. That would be, that would be the control. most disappointing character death in the history control. of television. That's a very good way to put it. And that's my issue with Bob Morley still not mm-hmm. of having been in any episodes yet, like actually being in a main part of any episodes or plot yet. It's like getting to the point where, like, how much is it really going to matter when he dies? Like, it's not like if he died, if he is truly dead, it's not changing anything from our perspective right now. So it's like, dude, time to get back onto the show so we can love you again. And, yeah. you know, we don't get much mourning for Bellamy. Obviously, everyone's like upset. And I guess they are taking the time to show each character, whether it's um, fucking Octavia or Echo, whoever it is to mourn, which is nice because he's not dead and we know he's not dead. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's like kind of wasting time to show it Agreed. only because it's oh, like how much time know. are they wasting they're not you're right i just yeah, totally on. talked myself in a circle there i'm like they're not doing much yes they are it's a nice moment i agree okay because right. like Jump bellamy's on. not actually gonna die so like it's nice to see how they would react if he did die yeah and yeah. he could die in the end but who knows oh yeah, yeah i guess that's but, oh, oh, come on if they kill him twice one time fake one time for real i think it would <laughs> totally lack like the emotion the second time true you, you know what i wish like obviously we know which we'll get into like bill cadigan is like the boss the dictator mm. like yeah fuck him but but also anders is a bitch yeah i'm Gosh, so in that he's too. a bitch oh while we were watching, I was like, this guy is just such a loser. Like, he will take any orders. It does not matter. He could be the leader of the disciples when Bill's asleep, but when Bill's awake, he's basically nothing. He's nothing. He's yeah. literally, like, his, even his whimpering face when Bill pushed him out the room later yep. in the scene, he's just like, oh, my God, what, what's going on? But, uh, by the way, we're going to call – we should call him Bill. That's easier. He calls himself Bill all the time. Yeah. That's what he's going to be referred to. Fine. So we're going to drop the last name. I mess it up anyway. <laughs> so Please. we're going to be calling him Bill. Call me Bill. Yeah, he says he has said it three times in two episodes. Call me Bill. 
Yes. Like, oh, relax. All right. So anyway, so, so so when Bill walks into the room of the anomaly stone on Bardo, and they're they're seeing our main characters grieving with this whole process of Bellamy actually dying, um, we start getting a little bit of a conversation. Like you could just tell right away the power dynamics have just shifted. Like Bill is not Anders, and they know that. They can you can feel that. Like just mm-hmm. the way he's like commanding. And I don't know. Did you? I I kind of liked it a little bit. Like it's just like he. Seems yeah. more threatening, way more threatening than Anders did. Anders yeah. did. So. And this, Anders, he carries Anders. himself more like the leader, you know, and it's it's a vibe that everybody can pick up on. Super he's in calm. the room, he's there, yeah. like, but yeah, he was super calm, level headed, and he wasn't. Uh, we get more of his character, his true colors in the, you know, as the flashback unfolds. But in this scene, he is presenting himself as a very rational representative of the disciple group to Clark. Yeah, because when he first, at the end of last episode, when he comes out of the bed and, like, he has that interaction with uh, Anders real quick and he says, like, oh, just call me Bill. Like, that was a weird – I for some reason, I just didn't get, like, super villain vibes when he said mm-hmm. it like that. But now it makes sense with all the context of, like, the kind of leader he is. Mm-hmm. He's more of, like, a legitimate cult leader, you know, like, he talks you into things. Like, yeah. he's not, like, threatening and strong. Just, it's a cool kind of villain. We we haven't we don't see too much of that in uh, TV nowadays. That's uh, uh, he he needs something from Clark too. So he wasn't gonna come out aggressive right out of the gate. He starts questioning her about uh, what he refers to as the key. Gabriel clarifies and says what he's calling the key. You call the flame, um, and he. I, we were talking about this earlier. Gabriel seems as though he is not correcting bill by saying that clark no longer has the flame inside her and i don't know if that's true because i really don't know where gabriel stands like when he betrayed them at the end of what was that two episodes ago now like he was not thinking through like oh i'm doing this for the team to get to this point he couldn't have thought that this was going to happen we i feel like we've already agreed that what he did in the last episodes episode ago. Two, two episodes ago. ago was just to ensure that they live okay live and say on bardo he wants answers correct yeah but i also i agree with you brian i think that gabriel knows that bill wants the flame but gabriel knows that the flame is not in clark and he would have already corrected him if correct if, like i think that gabriel is still yeah been okay. true and that's Sneaky. why and that's why when i said like gabriel looked like he was shooting clark the eyes yeah. like we both like, know go what's going on. You don't have the flame, but he has to think you have the flame so that you guys are all safe and he treats us. All right, let's talk through like the scene because I love it. Nyla starts talking in ground or speak and he, him understanding. Yeah, that's probably it. Ground or speak. There's probably someone like listening now just screaming the name of it. I know, exactly. Probably. But I love when he's listening and he's like, we were in a cult. That was hot. That Him being able yeah. to understand before we get any of the actual prequel scenes and him understanding it. I love this scene between him and Clark. Great because, subtle acting. Yeah. Like he lowers his eyes. He starts mouthing the words a little bit. Like he's just thinking, he's like, oh shit. Like I know this language. And we know Nyla. that he idolizes Cal. Like Callie's his favorite child, whatever. So if Callie <laughs> at 10 years Reese. old learned Latin, came up with her own, language that he would know it word for word because he just like likes her the best loves her the best thinks she's way better than stupid ass fucking reese who's like a fucking loser mm-hmm. as far as we know you save the reese hate for <laughs> for when we actually get introduced to okay but, but real quick the actual line that he picks up is to- uh when 
after Nyla and Clark have the interaction and Clark says like, he's just like the crazy cult leader that, that basically created the bunker that one crew lives in. And then he chirps back in English saying like, no, we were a collective, a collective of great minds dedicated to the continuation of our species. So it's basically just his way of, uh, rationalizing, rationalizing like they're at the second dawn cults, second dawn group. What does he call it? It's not a cult to him, right? Like he calls it like, just the second dawn collective collective, yeah yeah Yeah. i don't even know it was just cool i thought like the way he talks about it refers to the second dawn we haven't heard any character in the series talk about it in that way and it's like yeah there's a funny meme it's i've seen it relative to anime it's like when the anime big bad villain starts kind of making sense low-key in his (laughs) monologue and it's like billy cadogan when he puts his (laughs) rationale that way it's like yeah that's a way better way of spinning it yeah than crazy cult leader well that's exactly how cult leaders are exactly (laughs) exactly and that's why they get followers for sure which is why i'm interested to see what they have in store for billy because he's like an actual sociopathic cult leader you know it's a very interesting character trait i guess we could bucket this and just finish out the bardo stuff like because we could get just get straight into yeah like i love this part because bill is misunderstanding that she thinks that clark has the flame which we know the flame is absolutely fucking fried so this is fried and clark is smart enough to go along with it and say, yeah, Callie's in here. And I love that. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, you know things you couldn't know. And it's you, dope. Okay, let's get into the you recognized me yeah, as well. Yes. You, you like this part. Yeah, this. like you, you recognize me and you know things you couldn't know. But obviously she just saw him on the YouTube on the, video that right. Jaha showed her in season four. <laughs> the <which> YouTube is- <laughs> video is what's tricking big bad Bailey. Exactly. And I love that. Like, that's the only thing. What are the odds that Clark saw that video like um, 150 yeah. years ago? She also could have accidentally said, like, I saw you on a video clip. Exactly. But she was smart ago. enough to not to she kind of said, I recognize. Yeah, you. that's our Clark. Baby. And also, let's if, get her some if, more screen time. If Bill wanted to do a Please. surface level investigation of Clark real quick, she, he would see that she does have the next car. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that validates it even more. So he would definitely convince himself. All right. She's got the key. We knew this. I've been waiting for her to get here. So we can finally put in the last set, which we find out later is this, the last final code of the stone to go through to what Becca says is judgment day. But I'm jumping right. ahead a little bit. But so to transition us, are we ready to go into the flashback stuff? Let's because he asked about Calliope and then it kind of faded into Calliope's mm-hmm. face. Um, and so this is going to start our actual backdoor pilot plot of this episode, which is the meat of the episode. And we begin with Calliope and her best friend, Lucy, uh uh calliope is stitching lucy's head back up she has a head wound let's go through just the news stuff that we hear throughout this episode we get um 11 billionth child was born in the wayne county internment camp we've got there's a russian ankovirus outbreak it's upwards of 110 degrees outside and it's the first anniversary of the missing tech tycoon aka Mm -hmm. becca franco so we get a lot of information just from headlines on the news in the background and we do early early seasons of the hundred like we find out like the lore of what they were told on the arc like stuff was already chaos on earth before the nuclear apocalypse happened like there was war on on water and stuff like that and this is just a little bit more of a glimpse into like the world wasn't perfect like no yeah there was a lot of issues going on so it was cool seeing specific reasons of why it was like the russian virus like classic that's dope it seems like they were just saying 
you know, issues that we're that are happening right now in our right. lives are just being more emphasized however many years in the future. Like right now there's too many people on earth possibly and now they're at 4 billion more people. They're at 11 billion people. There's a you know, there's a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. There's global warming is still a thing. And so. then we also find out right away that the reason Callie is Callie mm-hmm. Callie is stitching up Lucy is because she was just at a um peaceful they the, the news called it not peaceful. Uh, protesting for environmental issues and you know like Callie has like a little bit of a a one-off line saying like it was peaceful basically yeah so this just feels exactly like what's going on in the real world (laughs) it's out of control they have all these scars because of yeah police Police brutality brutality. this was shot months and months and months ago that's wild it's wild it's dropping at the perfect time for it to be culturally it really relevant. I'll, I'll say that and it much. makes sense that they're tree, tree crew. And we made a comment that on our um, closed captionings, it's spelled T-R-E-E crew. And we know that ours, ours, as we know it in regular 100 lore, it's tree, T-R-I. So it could have just changed yeah. in time or the closed captioning could have been fucked up. But tree crew makes more sense if they're environmental like. Yeah, that's right. KRU crew is way more badass. And and Lucy is wearing a tree crew, the symbol of tree crew on her shirt before she dies. They're also smoking that sticky icky icky. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Let's 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 real quick outside of like the what's wrong with the world and stuff, let's let's talk about the Becca line real quick. Because the the news station does drop the information like this that Kathleen mentioned it earlier, like the billionaire tycoon known as Becca, who has revolutionized pretty much all of the tech around the world, um, is has been missing for a year. And she's presumed to be on the space station Polar, uh, Polaris, mm-hmm. which she owns. And basically, we already know she's on there. So it's, it's cool to know, like, you know, like, basically, when she's up there doing her research, working on Alley 2.0, mm-hmm. like, all this stuff's going on on Earth, you know, like, and, and the nukes haven't gone off yet. It's just cool, man. Like, if you guys do yourself a favor and go back and watch season three, episode seven, because that is the parallel version when you see everything through becca's perspective and it just makes this episode amazing it heightens it it really does it's it's i was trying to rationalize it and the only thing i could think is like what if elon musk just went missing for a year and then people started speculating Dude. he was just in space like i don't know <laughs> thinking of a new tesla oh or something God. like that's, that's funny crazy. you said that because i was just about to say that becca franco is what elon musk wishes he was absolutely so true he he's working on a neural net right now too that's wild <laughs> Becca Franco went to Harvard. Yeah, but she's at 10. way cooler. <laughs> Imagine a ten-year-old in college. Yeah, but she also wiped out ninety-nine percent of humanity. So, all right, moving on. It was an accident. <laughs> we forgive her in time. I just, right. but it is wild that she goes missing and it's just she's in fucking space. Right. So, moving on, we got Calliope kind of talks to Reese in a hologram. Mm, well, her mom comes in first saying, like, your dad, you know, we get a couple dialogue character building there. Basically, just being like, she's like, I hate dad. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we, there, we get that. There's some strife yes. where she is now deciding that she does not want to go to college to pursue this environmental. No, she already dropped out of college. Already yeah. dropped out of college. MIT. Well, she's 18, so she would have been. Never mind. She just changed her plan. She's not going right. to MIT. Right. Uh, so, yes, now she is talking from her mother's insistence to her brother first, and then Bill comes onto the screen and they have a discussion with each other. Can you even imagine being important enough to have a code word that's like anaconda <laughs> and everything just your whole life changes in one second? Like you have that already established. 
a kind of that, I mean, that's what doomsday people do. And a lot of times you never actually yeah. say the code word because it just doesn't come. But fuck, that was a hot scene though. Anaconda with that fear in the eyes. Yeah, I was like her mom's whole like disposition changes immediately. Yeah. So before the Anaconda gets dropped, we do have a, a back and forth between Bill and Callie, yeah. right? Is that where? Yeah, and that gives us a little insight. That's the just writers gave us a little exactly or a relationship development between them. There's strife between. I think Callie is leading us to believe she's closer with her mom than her dad. She's oh, always yeah. not really bought into this whole cult, quote unquote, cult collective leader uh, dynamic that her dad has going on. So they. Uh, the dad, do you have the quotes? Yeah, I think it's it's something along the lines of uh, that Bill is talking to his daughter and describes her saying like, um, you know, she she dropped out of MIT to join a protest movement in an, for an unsolvable problem. And then she chirps back saying like, well, at least I'm not like a... Uh, I have this one. Go ahead. Come, this is coming from the vulture capitalist who traded his purchase credibility to become a prophet of doom. And so why that's important is because that gives you a little bit of an insight, at least for, for Bill's side of what people outside of their family think of him. Like she says, like prophet of doom. So people around the world know he was this rich guy that he just completely dropped at whatever he was doing in his life to start saying like the world's ending. We got to start preparing. So people around the world know Bill. Bill was like a famous, you know, doomsayer. He's, I mean, I don't want to speculate wrong. or assume what his career was, but obviously some thing to do i mean maybe he's just rich enough to just fuck around and get into archaeology but oh to be at machu picchu you mean yeah to literally i mean yeah, we'll talk okay. about it, i guess a little later with when, right. yeah the stone gets first introduced but obviously he's involved with something like that so yeah but right after we have that back and forth between bill and callie then we hear alarms blaring on bill's end one of his uh, employees i guess his guards a second comes dawn up. cult i mean a second the, dawn member. yeah i guess a disciple comes up whispers in his ear and he gets really serious immediately calls the mom into the room and says anaconda so this mm-hmm. is real the chopper's coming for you in five minutes you, he says you have 20 minutes to get here the chopper's already on its way it'll be there in five like you better both be on that helicopter absolutely so i mean yeah they go they get the doomsday packs ready and callie's like no what what are you even talking about this is crazy like any human normal human would react and they're just leaving lucy to die but i mean in a merciful way she Mm -hmm. did the famous uh sedative in the neck from Mm -hmm. from the hundred yeah for lucy and she's like it's easier for her this way because but it's like bring her just bring her with you I don't know. There are rules to the second dawn, I think, and Callie is way more lenient on them than Bill, well, me- obviously, or Reese, or even I think the mom even respects the rules because she probably didn't five minutes ago when she didn't know when she probably thought her husband was kind of full of crap. And now things are happening and she's starting to buy it. Well, let me bring this up. As far as a backdoor pilot goes, who do you th- who did you buy? the relationship between the most. I loved the Becca and Callie stuff, but of course Becca is now not going to be at least in person. Mm-hmm. And we discussed this before. She could be in the flame for the future. She could be in flashbacks, but she's not going to be a character moving forward that we're going to have relate like a face-to-face human relationship. The Lucy girl was like, I was buying it. I'm like, they're best friends. I'm in like, you know, and then they, I mean, I she could still be alive technically. August, but August no. grew on me a little bit after he popped the dude in the face at the end when he's like, yeah. remember that okay. was a good, yeah, that's he's, he's going to be the best friend. Like Finn 2.0. 
Yes, I agree. With kind you. of, and totally I don't like I don't love interest and stuff. Maybe I but just like, don't like that his name is August. Oh my god! I wait, Finn two point Am I about to fall in love with August? <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> he better not grow his hair out. Well, his girlfriend's his girlfriend dies this episode, so he's single, Kyle. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, they they want this to become come to series, so I was surprised that they did that because. There wasn't much relationship building in this episode with, mm-hmm. besides with her and Becca. And, of course, that doesn't work out. And I think that was by design because if it doesn't get picked up, they didn't want to waste any valuable time in the final season of the main show building up a relationship that would not pay off, right? I, so it's I like, I mean, even if they're – go ahead, Kyle. I just think it's wrong to say the only relationship being built is her and Becca because I feel oh. like – like her and her dad, that's like a very serious – like we get a decent amount of information. Like they have – multiple back and forths like we okay. know exactly where they both stand in relation to each other i hate to get her into and her, this her and her right brother now, get but into it. i mean i hate reese but but as far as bill goes i i love him as a big bad for the final season season seven of the hundred but do i feel like dealing with bill throughout the prequel too that i don't seems, think he will be in it yeah that seems trash to me and then kyle if if luke is right and bill is not in the prequel then it's like okay if they've built character building or relationship building that's not gonna carry on into the prequel so i just mean as far as like wow i could watch these two in a in a series like i don't want to see bill for the rest of and that's the I thing him, because yeah. like they're they have such a limited amount of people that can literally be alive because everyone that at the end that was in the bunk uh, we're, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit Hold on. We'll, talk, yeah. we'll have this conversation we'll bring it back up at the end okay um, so keep trucking through these scenes yeah yeah, yeah. okay so the, so so the, the next, next scene we have is Callie and the mom in the helicopter yes on their way to the bunker and we see one of the missiles land essentially what the sirens meant was that missiles were in the air mm-hmm um, and I think Callie actually backtracking a little bit more asked, how does he know this? Like, how does he have the yeah, inside scoop? Uh, the mom says he doesn't. There are like a bunch of very well-connected people that are just freaking out right now. And he's picking up all going to their own bunkers. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I, I believe that this means <clears throat> that there is one second dawn <clears throat> bunker and then the rest are other wacky cult doomsday people yes. just on their own doing in Mount Weather, right? and, well yeah mount weather yes mount and the thing about mount weather is I, I was doing some digging on mount weather you know because of this prequel and stuff they confirm in season two that basically in the beginning of the nuclear apocalypse the people that were alive in mount weather at the time did not know there was anyone on the ground they didn't know about that for decades and decades until after so what that tells me is that no matter what happens in the prequel season Callie is not going inter- to interact with anyone from Mount Weather because mm-hmm. they don't interact with grounders until, you know, 50 years post-nukes. Yep. So that means they're, already, get, they're off the table. Go ahead. Why am I getting, like, a vague memory? Like, the people that run Mount Weather, was they, like, descendants of, like, presidents or something? No, I also did a little research onto this. And basically, it's not confirmed anywhere, but, like, because of context clues and because of, like, things on the wall. Um, yeah, they, they were like, Homeland Security. No, they were the... They were the descendants of the of like the gov- U.S. government, Homeland Security, is what they okay. think it was. Yeah, that's close. It's cool though. But- I mean, but here's the thing: that's two bunkers so close to each other, both in like D.C. area. It's wild. I think what they were laying the groundwork for was that there are people out there that were either surviving in bunkers or elsewhere. Like there are other people out there. And that's why I think the prequel has some legs because I'm pretty invested in that story of Callie 
developing the different crews mm-hmm. or well her developing tree crew and the other crews like they could find other own. bunkers and then and those inter- could be the the ancestors of the other crews and like they could work it that way and it will make sense if they did it right i would be yeah, all be in awesome. on that premise of a show yeah yeah i'd gladly watch them rebuild society what's that thought um i was just thinking this is stupid you guys are gonna be like shut up um when could you imagine like callie they they come out they're doing this stuff and callie's like i have a language we're all gonna learn (laughs) um we know english so it's fine there must be there's gonna be they have to get there at some point there there's gonna be a reason that they need that as code it's gonna become a this is our code for tree crew and then whatever but again i like when bill says it's a uh, slower. It's been a while. It's it sounds different because I like the idea of it slightly changing throughout the, the dialogue. Yeah, like that's definitely yeah. like what yeah. would happen. Yeah. But also, I mean, obviously, there's going to come to a point where like it's not all hunky dory. Like every person they meet on the ground is like, yeah, let's fucking join up and yeah, be a collective. Gonna like be. they're going to have to have enemies at some point. And my God, it wouldn't be a hundred spinoff if there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so they're not going to hold hands the whole time. So having a secret language, a code language. It's obviously a leg up. Cool. Everyone else is just walking around like schlubs speaking English. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's skip ahead to Callie and her mom landing, basically oh, arriving at the bunker. arriving at the one crew bunker, and it's all it, it's nostalgia just seeing this again. It like, is. Yep. It's just cool because like we there's so much epic. We see right away that the space where Blood Raina became Blood Raina, and just like the whole stairway that eventually becomes like ground or fenced off and stuff it's just cool how it morphed yeah. from you know what we would expect as 21st century tech into what it becomes for our survivors and honestly the, the one of the sadder scenes of the hunter i mean there's a million but the scene where they're actually picking names for people to stay in the bunker and where they actually just gas everybody and slowly like jaha puts the kid on his shoulder and he's like no he's staying he's with me that's like a really sad scene and that's exactly in that area where eventually reese and callie are gonna like fist fight <laughs> Yeah, true. This fight. Sorry. So we move forward. Um, it's the introduction of August as a character. He's his whole thing is his girlfriend's left out of the hatch. He says, No, she's not level twelve, but like I need to get to her. He's trying to fight through the crowd to yeah, he was fighting an uphill battle. He was just emotional. Um, and he gets taken down by Tristan. Uh Callie's brother Reese is kind of like running the show, herding people in, saying, Hey, we we prepared for this, we got you covered, leave your bags here. So it's just everybody's arriving at the same time. It's a little bit chaotic. And there's like a quote that Callie, when she's talking to her brother, Reese real quick says that I picked up on and what Reese Callie kind of look like says like a subtle thing about slandering her dad, Bill. And then he says like, careful Cal, they love him referring to all the disciples there. So basically there's already like a cultish mindset where everyone in that bunker is already looking at Bill as not only just the leader, but like they idolize him. He saved all their lives. They owe him. He's already like a prominent figure. He just got validated for everything he's been preaching. So it's very logical that anybody that was buying into this cult is now completely buying into this cult. Exactly. And we see the level 12, like they talk about people level 12 and that's the the key that they have around their neck is that key that Jaha eventually uses to get into the bunker at the end of season four, which is cool. And it all like oh, lines up. Shit. It all just good catch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think yep. I noticed that. Yeah. So then we get the explosion. Yes. Everyone they're they're saying like, oh, like prepare, prepare, like the bomb's about to go off. So they shut the hatch real quick. And then the, you know, the earthquake yeah. explosion happens. And then Callie kind of looks up into the air, like with like 
a little bit of like a tear in her eye, sad, and says in her language, your fight is over. Oh, the language, chills. by the way, is uh, tree gata slang. Yeah, tree gata slang. We <laughs> could say I don't know slang. why I'm acting like it's such an insane word. That was a really nice moment, though. Tu complete au don. What does that mean? That means your fight is over. Nice. What does that mean? You're kidding. Yeah, that was a really nice moment, though. I'm really glad they did that. It was kind of low-hanging fruit, but it was very nice that they did that. Yeah, it worked. Uh, so next we find ourselves into the stone room of the bunker. Yes. Yeah. The first reunion of the family of Bill's family with the mom, the brother, Callie, and then of course, Bill himself. Bill's just like, I got this at Machu Picchu. <laughs> he's had it for, I think 10 years though, or 12 years 12, prior yeah. to this. Mm-hmm. So he's been working on it for a while, trying to punch in the codes. Coincidence, 12 years. I think not. Nothing Truly. is a coincidence. Yeah, Everything is 12 in the show. <laughs> So, um, but there's a quick quote that I think um, someone says it, it's either Callie's Callie or Callie's mom real quick is describing Bill. And I just thought I liked it. They say real quick, you're just a narcissist that has sociopathic tendencies. And that's mm-hmm. just like sums up so many parts of his personality, fills in a lot of, you know, gaps, character development, love all that stuff. And also just a funny stab. At yeah. Him. Yeah, exactly. I did. Didn't he respond to that saying? It's that's also the nicest thing backwards you said a little to me bit. in two years. Yeah, it was the yeah. mom. Yep. There yep. you go. Yeah, it was there. So they found the stone in Machu Picchu 10 years ago, and they also found seven symbols on the wall of an observatory. Um, And I think those, that's the code that they used to unlock it the first time, right? Nah, it doesn't work. No, 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 no. Yeah, that one didn't work. You're absolutely Basically, right. Basically, uh, Callie sums it up because when a, when Becca eventually comes in and does it, she's like, you just did in 10 seconds what my dad could not do in 12 years. Mm-hmm. So it's been 12 years. He's just been doing millions of combinations. And she takes another stab at him too. When he fails, she's like, one million fucking and artifact two, yeah. and zero That's for right. yes, Billy, yes. Billy C. <laughs> so <laughs> daddy. Once Bill fails again with that code, then they start talking. To, he turns to Reese and says, thanks again for handling the intake of all the disciples. How did, what do the numbers look like, essentially? And now we have a little bit of the breakdown of the demographic of the second dawn that has made it to the bunker. Reese tells us that 92% of all the level 12s made it in time. That's 1,104 people. And we crunched the numbers over here at Benchtown TV. <laughs> 92% of 1,200 is 1,104. So there were in total 1,200 level 12 people in the second dawn, which I so thought cool. was cool. Yeah. It all now, makes correct sense. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I feel like I asked this when we watched last night, but didn't, doesn't the mom say it's by design? The number that, or that making the it number only isn't 92%. exactly the total amount. Because doesn't he's, it say because like they're like oh like resets like we've redone the calculations for like the resources and he doesn't Bill say like your mom's already handled that like no he's he's like your mom's smart like she knows that it has something to do with resources Reese is like we recalculate it to see what that meaning we don't have the full 1200 what does that do for the resources and hit i think they mean like the mom says we accounted for not all 100 percent of people were okay. going to be here in in general like that would be insane of all 1200 people actually yeah. made it so, so like the resources planning. they have are fine reese brought up like is that going to be a problem she was like no we got it covered and That's- and his dad's like she's a smart one mm-hmm. also yeah. i'd just like to say that 
every time Bill and Reese interact, he just throws him just enough love and props to like yeah. keep him stringing along. Also, we don't have to get into it, but I want to say that I'm confused. I'm sure we'll get some sort of confirmation at some point, maybe in the prequel. But does that mean the only people in that bunker at the moment are level 12s? Like nobody less than level 12s? Because that doesn't make sense. We kind of talked about it. I don't think so. And solely for the fact that early when when kelly's just walking around right as soon as she gets in the bunker that that um asian girl's walking by and she's like talking to her mom she overhears kelly said we're gonna be here for the rest of our lives and she's like rest of our lives i thought it was only two years that right away and like is what i'm taking as she's not anything anything. yeah she's a plus one of a level 12 yeah i was gonna say probably like people that are level 12s like their children just kind of automatically get it yeah because like i don't know like that is perfect planning right that's perfect planning for them to get exactly 1,200 people, including people's kids being tag-alongs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm just so curious now how you get to level 12. Is it just money? Okay. So it's not go. like that. Yeah. yeah. This is, I, have, found this. yeah okay. I have a quote right here. I'm just going to say the whole thing. And this is from the 100 uh, Wiki fandom. So thank you to the Wiki. You guys do a great job. Uh, the Second Dawn was founded by Bill Cadigan, who believed that the apocalypse apocalypse was coming followers had to advance through 12 levels and quote only those who reached level 12 could achieve salvation a seattle daily chronicle article written in december 2042 claims that (laughs) only those with lots of money could quote unlock the 12 seals since it required payments of over 10 million dollars to the cult the article also claims that many of the cult's members are celebrities entrepreneurs royals and the quote who's who of society elite oh fuck that because you have to, I, I brought this up too when we were discussing this point. It was like the becoming a level 12 pre-apocalypse, it just had to be it, like becoming a level 12 in our society. It'd be similar. It's not like you're out there yeah. go kill five people as opposed to how it would be on Bardo where it's like you better kill people with a sword or you're not going to be a level 12. Like there's a difference. Like back, it makes way more sense that it was money-based and just complete celebrity, you know, and royalty. Definitely. That, that that qualified you to be in it, which makes sense. I'd have been tree crew. Yeah, I'd be dead or tree crew. <laughs> I mean, there's no point. I guess I did have to be tree crew. But all right, so last point on the 1104 number in the bunker. That number and knowing that it wasn't to full capacity is what triggers the transition to the next scene where Callie finds out right away that there's room for 100 more people. She just starts sprinting towards the hatch to be like, okay, we got to get more people in here. Because she even ends up telling, um, I think it's August, right? says like there's more room let's do this like we have 100 more space or 96 august had incapacitated tristan and was trying to get his girlfriend through and runs into callie who he expects would stop him and she's like no let's do it yeah because we got Mm -hmm. room so yeah fuck tristan but i I will say i take it back i liked august too they had some good moments i'll i'll stand on august you're gonna love this guy right away of course he had yeah i I liked him too i feel like i will like him Beanbag, yeah. scar, whatever that was. Yeah, they do bond. And over for those keeping, uh, for those keeping score at home, this is the first time Tristan is knocked unconscious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah, was. Uh, <laughs> but then Reese, like comes Kathleen, in. would fight the drugs off. <laughs> I would, uh, but no, this is when. So they're gonna go up, and then uh, Tristan comes back to life, right? Yeah, he comes back to life, points a gun, and says, I won't shoot a cat again, but I'll shoot August. 
Uh, and she's then, trying to talk him down and says, well, Reese would. And Reese is like, what? What would I say? And she's yeah. like, come on. Let's, it's it's about to boil over. And then they hear like actual screams coming from the outside of the hatch. Um, and they both kind of get taken away by that. And then Reese comes in with several other disciples. But also real quick, we do know, I th- is, it, is it Reese or Tristan that says to Callie's like, your dad even said, like, we can't, even with the radiation suits, we can't go out there for a year. Tristan says that. Okay. But the reason, okay, perfect. Tristan says that. So when we do get our time jump in a second, we know, because which is, takes place after two years, we know that they've been leaving the bunker for a full year then because they had that, they had to wait that full year yeah. before the house. Seems season. casual when we see them. But exactly. I, I want to say a quick little parallel to Clark holding Bellamy at gunpoint at that hatch and being like, do not, because Octavia was out there. He's like, I don't fuck, shoot me. You're going to have to shoot me or I'm leaving this damn hatch. That I mean, one had one. Damn, Bellamy got to leave, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. Like, Clark yeah. just was like, fuck, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Clark ain't shooting Bellamy. But same hatch, I like it. I dig. And yeah, then, any more points before the time skip? No. I'm good. Oh, baby, I loved this part. I was hyped for the, for the time skip. This part was awesome because – you know, after deep diving into all this uh, Cadigan theories, like in the early episodes before we got this confirmation, like I was so ready for it. as soon as it said two years, I was like, this is exactly when Becca's going to come down from Polaris. Mm-hmm. Like yep. right after this is literally in the end of um, season three, episode seven. Like it's the tr- it's you're just seeing it from the people on the ground's perspective. Oh, it's perfect. I just loved it. I had chills. I, you see the parachute pop off of um, Polaris, like which ends up being the spot that uh is like the base underground religion spot for all the flame keepers in the future Mm -hmm. it was just awesome it was like full circle and they it is pulled exactly from season three episode seven like becca uh erica sarah who plays becca from hata or whatever does not reshoot that scene i just watched it it's exactly pulled from that episode (laughs) and stuck there and the only thing they changed was of course Callie's actor, August actor, whoever was like there in the red hazmat suits watching, it's pulled exactly from 3-7, which is just so cool. It's so cool. And there's a little bit of a dialogue as it's falling through the air where um, everyone but Callie is like, Callie's just super curious about it. She's like, oh my God, like this is amazing, whatever. Um, and then there are, everyone else is like, we got to go tell your dad, blah, blah, blah. Like, but right away, Callie chirps back saying like he had friends in space at the time of the nuclear apocalypse. Like, let's go see who it is, right? Callie fangirls. No, Callie sees in the binoculars. Before Before that, I'm saying when it's coming down, she's like, anybody that's coming down from one of the spaceships would know that we're here. So they're, they know we're here. Like, there's no point hiding. Let's go see what's up. Mm -hmm. Because they'll have the higher ups in all the different arcs before they became like all the different 12 stations. She's so smart. So smart. I like her a lot. Callie is really, yeah. She, well, we talked about this uh, while we were watching right before this, that Callie is so smart throughout the whole episode where smart in general, obviously she was going to go to MIT, but smart in the way where she knows her dad's a fucking sneak. She knows not to tell her dad certain things and to keep things from him and to she just knows better than this like one track minded, single minded to the family. point of recklessness, yeah. just a- asshole. She sees through the emotions and kind of understands the yeah. underlying, not, not, Politic politics of it, but kind of like politics of it, you know? Yeah. For I mean, he only word. cares about him being the savior. He has a God complex. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. And she's like, okay, well, sh- shoot everyone up with this. What is the harm? 
like the the idea of Becca coming in, which we'll get to in a second, and being like, let's make everyone a nightblood. And he's like, no, no, <laughs> no, can't do it. She is the only person that we've seen that has checked Bill on his God complex, meaning Reese kind of just follows his dad no matter what because he's, you know, he wants Little his love. Bitch. The mom oh. seems also like a follower. Um, That's something we skipped over. Who's sympathetic to Callie, but Callie's the only one at this point that can safely like check Bill when he's getting unleashed, if you know what I mean. We skipped over this like good line I like where, um, what's the brother's name? Reese. Reese says, everything you do, dad like thinks you're the best thing on earth basically. And she says, doing this won't make dad love you anymore. Like, so let's do the right thing. Like doing the wrong thing won't make, even though that's on Bill's track, it's not going to make him love you anymore. Sorry. He likes (laughs) me more. That's not anything we can really change, but let's do the right thing. Like we, like we used to do. So obviously they were close when they were kids. Even their names like show that he loves her more. Like her name Calliope is like, the wisest muse in Greek like mythology, and then I it's just that. Reese. Reese, <laughs> and then it's like, Reese. <laughs> like yeah, like Calliope, be like the name is a, a muse who presides over eloquence and epic poetry, and then wow. Reese. That was a good catch. I didn't know that it was based off Greek mythology because yeah, there's another Greek mythology yeah, another, in this, which yeah. we'll get to. All right, yeah. jumping ahead to Becca. So Becca, yes, they they bring her obviously from the ship into the bunker. They want her to meet the dad. They know who she is. So yeah, but they run into Tristan on their way. No, no, no. Tristan was with them who got exposed to the radiation and he started freaking out because he was getting radiation poisoning mm-hmm. while yeah. they were on their way to the main part of the bunker. So he's seizing. Um, Callie says, Reese, run, go get help. And it's Callie and Becca over Tristan, who is seizing from acute radiation poisoning. Uh, at this point, Becca brings out the nightblood serum and injects it into Tristan and tells, makes Callie privy to what it is that she's doing. Says, we're making him a nightblood. He's going to be immune to radiation now. You know, it's interesting that the nightblood serum is a cure, not a preemptive thing like i was surprised that okay he's already dying of like, acute radiation poisoning mm-hmm. that it could reverse it that's interesting i feel like that's new mm-hmm. we didn't know that that's also so the, just like a super easy way to show it in the show yeah the way it makes sense because they've said before how it works is that it metabolizes the radiation better so even when it's already in your body as long as you're not it obviously can't bring you back to life but if you're already in rough straits and you're still alive if you get that stuff in you it would metabolize what's already going wrong with you i think so that checks out yeah I would say. And for those keeping score at home, this is the second time that Tristan is incapacitated. <laughs> um, and for just for a little thing, the flame box is in her little suitcase. That's cool. Amazing. Like the the what Gaia had buried with Clark Abby's ring. Titus whatever. is always carrying it around. Yeah, yeah. the flame, just the flame. It's still box, the which same is one, old like and decrepit at the at our current. <laughs> that is seasons. amazing. Yeah, is is exactly what's in her box, which is fucking. Just canon. Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. love it. It is That's just slightly canon. suspicious, if I'm honest. No, I'm thinking about it. Because the end in- of the episode, does she take the briefcase with her? Yeah, she does. Never mind. She yeah. does. Yeah. It's yep. three. It's in three seven too. The, that true, same true. exact briefcase with the gun yeah. is in three yeah. seven. That's okay. Incredible. So so right after um I keep wanting to I keep wanting to say Allie because I'm watching the Allie season because oh, yeah, it's always yeah. Allie. When it, so Becca, after curing Tristan or at least putting the nightblood in her, she starts 
hearing like this. I'm sorry. Right oh, before a, that, okay. Callie, just another nod to how smart she is, immediately says, don't tell my dad or brother about this. Yeah. Keep this between us, this whole night blood serum. Like, they can't know about this. This is so smart. Yep. I love that Callie just undermines her dad because fuck Bill. She knows better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she, she knows. knows him better than almost anyone, basically. Yeah. So, so, yes, but carry she, on she like, can look at him objectively because, like, her mom, I guess, has, like, maybe slight feelings of love, but Callie's just like, yo, fuck this guy. That's not even possible. Bill sucks. I know, he does. And his hair is just ick. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, up until this point, he's kind of doing something not terrible. I actually don't, I, I made the point of saying this when we were watching it, at, after this next commercial break, before we see Becca and Bill interact, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to walk away from this episode thinking I, I hate him, I want him to die for the yeah. actual characters. But yeah. now, I mean, obviously it turns up. Any interaction yep. with Becca. He'll turn. Yeah. It's awful. It's so bad. Yeah. But yeah, so she hears this screeching almost in her ear. It's obviously the flame. When she gets up to the anomaly stone, she knows exactly what to do, which is an epic scene. It's the, like I said, when we were watching, it's the best anomaly stone graphic, just visual that we've seen. I was getting parallels between Becca and Gabriel because she's like, just smiling walking up to this stone she was like it's harmonic music is mathematics the power like she was just like so excited to be learning so much information about something Mm -hmm. she knows nothing about and that reminded me of gabriel which and we we did get the actual word confirmation on at this part about what kathleen just said that it's the the flame was the reason doing it because we we know that it heightens whoever is whoever the flame is in it heightens their senses and they drop the line about their dog that they had to basically get rid of because the dog had better hearing it could hear the small vibrations of the, of the anomaly stone and obviously now we're seeing becca ken as well um which we already kind of knew but that's now triple confirmed that that's why bill wants it on bardo so he can start listening to the stone yeah so we go on a break after that and then we come back. They're kind of just talking about the stone and what they want to move forward and do. And we kind of have these uh, clashing ideals between Becca and Kaylee or Callie against what Bill wants to do. Well, Bill they- wants to jump right in. And Callie's like, how do we, Callie and Becca are both like, how do you know where you're even ending up? Is it habitable? Like, can, can, are, can our bodies travel through Amazing this? Amazing questions. Yeah. I loved every yes. part of it. They're, yeah. they're asking the right things. And then, um, I think we get a, a line drop here before before the science line quote whatever. Callie says something about the the suicides, right? Saying like mm. um, twenty yeah. suicides and twice the amount of attempts in the past two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Basically, they settle on Becca saying like, "Come, we can't just do this. We need to like do the math, do the science." And Bill's like, "Bill says that we, we can do the science." And Becca says, "Okay, we let's do the science, but that could take years." And Becca obviously having way higher intellectual capacity with the flame and stuff. It's like, why would you go against what she's saying? She just activated this for you. It's like, you're just going to jump in and just hope you're going to an atmosphere that's breathable and no radiation. Like what the fuck? Well, this is exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, it's been so right when we get there to the bunker, he fails to do anything with the stone. And now it's two years later. I'm sure he's fairly desperate to do something to make something happen so they don't have to live in this bunker for the rest of their lives. And well, no, this is exactly when Becca is like, let me put the serum in everybody so they don't have to live in a bunker. And he's like, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. He wants to be the guy. Yeah. Shepherds he wants to, to be that boy. World. And then that's when she comes back and says, well, maybe this is a way, like we have to restart this world. We're not trying to go yeah. somewhere else. 
I don't know. I like that line a lot. Yeah. That was smart. And also I said it out loud that they could be that that's our, our end game for the hundred in general is a return to earth. So I, what you're smiling about is Luke separately came to that same conclusion. No, 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 yes, no. I was no. laughing because Kyle brought that point up and I was talking to us earlier. Oh, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That was what you were talking about. That is, Wait, I was I, like, you guys laughing at me? Like, yo, I thought it was a good no, point. What was it? What did he say? I, I, love, like, I love the point. That no, the no. end game could be that they come back and try to repopulate like Earth. Clark and them come back to yeah. Earth and re. Yeah. I mean, you know. it seems to be in general overall themes like Callie and Becca are presented to us as the moral you're morally superior like their way it seems to be like the audience is supposed to agree with it i agree with it and generally the ending of the story we hope is somewhat happy and i think that would be a nice way to follow that theme yeah i mean i think i think we're getting a happy ending for the hundred it needs to be at least like okay this is what we're doing there's just going to be obviously things to deal with but at least there's yeah. no gigantic big bad i think i guess it could just be easier to live on sanctum though no nah, yeah. but there's like viruses they need the shield and shit we're gonna see how that just... plays out we're gonna we're gonna see yeah. how this plays out i can't wait to find out where where we leave this scene it's becca and callie are lining themselves with team make everybody a night blood and repopulate earth bill wants to go through the teleporter and feed his god complex and be the shepherd he wants to be that for his people so we have conflicting parties um and the next scene is actually Callie. just want to say real quick that this is where i started getting the feelings i was like okay i can hate this motherfucker again because yeah. like he's starting yeah. to just contradict like kyle's saying not only just like what the moral characters are saying but the smarter than him character like he just got lucky that becca just came in here with the flame and just figured that all out for him and now he's like yeah. fuck you know like let's just go like no it's just like be. so unbelievably simple to like hey why don't we just not rely on this space rock and live on earth knowing what we know about becca there would never be any reason to not just to doubt her ever and like she, she's just so smart this is a population of people that literally lived in the society where Becca was like yes. alive at the same time of them. Yes. They know she's one of the smartest people on the entire planet. They know she was one of the richest innovative scientists on the planet. It's like, give her a shot, man. Like, but also from their perspective, you could also say that she kind of abandoned them while Bill saved them. But she also, didn't abandon them knowing that this apocalypse was going to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, that's easy people, for us to say, but from their perspective, I mean, she was gone. Yeah, but she's been in the, she's been gone for a year before the nuclear apocalypse went. So it's not like yeah, things people, were going fairly south on planet Earth. Yeah, I guess. True. Also, the people didn't know that Becca was there. They set a point like, don't let anybody know yeah. she's here. So it was only Bill, the family, and a couple of disciples that knew that she was even alive and in the bunker so that that's a good point that could be a point against what i just said they were scared that if people see her they'll be like oh my god becca yeah, yeah they, all, they would follow her over bill mm-hmm. yeah that's For a good sure. point yeah. yes so the next scene is is her drawing in her book right she's, she's... no no no. before that we get the oh. medic medical scene real yes, quick it's... just the confirmation that callie sees that oh. the that the um night blood works it reverses the radiation poisoning the nurse yeah she talks to the nurse and the nurse essentially says are you sure he even had anything in the first place he's doing fine his vitals are fine especially considering he should be dead like yes he's doing okay so it's confirmation that night blood works which we already know now skip to that scene, Kathleen. Now we get Becca just laying on her back, being that smart bitch she is. She is that bitch. She's right. She she's, she's doing all of her notes. But then Callie walks in and we see her hide her notebook, which is like the 
has all the secrets of everything. It literally in the world. has it's like her diary. We, do, we paused it and looked at it real quick, and like she has like symbols of the anomaly stone pointed out across. Because you know how like it's all based on the sound frequency of it. So she has like hertz of each symbol, so she knows like the patterns and stuff. Let me okay, I just want to say something that when she says yeah, she categorizes the symbol by frequency. How how is she doing that? People have perfect pitch. Is it the flame? I guess the flame no, obviously the increased flame. her senses, but like, did but, she beforehand just be no, able to tell no, what no, it no, is? No. It's, it's the flame. Because our homeboy on Beta Skyring Penance used the what the the Geiger the stethoscope. Yeah, it's which the felt flame. The vibrations. Yeah, it's okay, the flame. It's, yeah. it's the flame. Let me bring this up really quick. I just thought of it in season three when or season four when. Raven is using her Becca's note, notebook diary to do things, stuff and things. I think it's season three, uh, wh- which I don't know what episode you're at, but you'll get to it eventually on your rewatch. But Be- she's using it. So do you think that Raven had the anomaly stuff in? Oh, that had to be in there. Yeah, oh, she was probably just like, fuck. yeah, do you think she was just like, you what can miss that this? page yeah, out. That yeah. doesn't mean it. Dude, <laughs> that's totally, that's going to be, that's going to be the end game right there. Raven's going to remember it. Yeah, I mean Raven. Like I said, in they don't have the flame. I guess Raven yeah. got, to, got to keep some of the knowledge that she got from getting the AI implanted. Yeah. She got to keep some of. That We're gonna need. So. I think we've been saying a lot about that with Raven. How whether or not she still has all this knowledge. We're gonna get confirmation once Raven's back on her feet and doing some badass stuff later yeah. in the season. I, I hope so, at least. Right. I hope so. That would be such so, a nice endgame if for Raven's comeback to be basically saving everyone by yeah. Oh, yeah. making the last great discovery on the She's, anomaly stone there's alley 2.0 maybe raven's becca 2.0 yeah yeah boy um but this was a nice scene with callie and becca like be, like callie is blatantly fangirling all over her there's a, we skipped it but there's a scene where reese is like uh she was you for halloween one year she's like no yeah. i wasn't she's like yeah i was like it's so <laughs> cute it's funny and this is another scene where they're talking about the Greek, the Greek mythology comes back in it where she, uh, Callie says Prometheus before Becca could even say it because they're just so on the same page. It's, it's nice. I loved the mutual respect because while Callie is fangirling and is putting Becca on this pedestal, she's being overly humble and Becca's picking up that Callie herself has yeah. is smart, intelligent. She's got it together, is clearly going against her father who was insane yet very powerful like there's a mutual respect not only from Callie to Becca but it's being reciprocated from Becca to Callie which I loved I really liked this scene yeah I like the line because she says Becca says or Callie says you went to Harvard at 10 which I think my dad would think would hype me up but it actually made me feel inadequate and then Callie basically says okay you're doing this 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 and this how'd I do and she said more than adequate which I love that was sweet. Yeah, I'm a Cali simp. <laughs> she, um, I'm in. Me too. Becca essentially says, well, show me what you got. What do you think about this whole situation? And Callie lays out exactly what is happening. Mm-hmm. And nails Becca's it. like, yep, you got me. That's like, what I wrote in my mm-hmm. notes. Callie nails the AI reveal. Yeah. <laughs> she nailed it. Totally. As this episode's going forward, like right when I first saw Callie, I was just like, I don't know. Is this the protagonist? Is this what we have here? And throughout the episode, she's just been trending up. Every it's, interaction it's with Becca elevated her more and more in my mind as a great character. She's our new heroine, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I need the flame. I want. I need prequels episodes of her with the flame. Oh, we think she's all, a she's flame not keeper. Ever be the commander? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. We'll talk about that when the yeah. scene yeah comes up. 
uh, more. But okay, so this is the scene that Flame we have Tipa. basically nothing. We have so much is just guesswork out there. So many theories yeah. about what we're about to talk about that uh, it's so overwhelming. So another. <laughs> Before we get into this, another Greek mythology reference is that the flame gets its name from the story of Prometheus, who stole fire from the gods. He essentially stole like a flame of fire from the sun, you know, flew. It's a whole thing. But it's a Greek mythology reference that the flame is called the flame in the first place. Now we get the scene with the stone again. And yeah, we're we don't really know what's going on. There, what, what happens basically is Callie says silence or there's like a whatever she ends up Becca saying, says the silence was nice and then she's like silence she's like that's it there was seven mm-hmm. seven of the symbols were silent i thought they were offline or, or broken but i think and then goes bub, 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 and then we get the white light which we have not seen before first time we think. saw this yeah. right and then this scene is just it's just wild I yeah just, she starts kind of like acting bizarre even walking up to it she says "Ooh, it's it's cool, cool. Yeah, it's cool. like she we hear i thought i heard flowing water i don't know <laughs> but it's a bright blinding white light and then once she touches it with her hand she disappears right mm-hmm. and then then is it a commercial? it's a commercial yeah. but we come right back to it um she and comes, bill's family the, bill and bill's mom yeah they're Reese, in there being like what bill, are you doing bill, callie's mom Reese. they come there. in to find callie on the scene and only like not that less than a minute passes in bunker time and becca is transported back she is on her knees looking like she's praying or, or begging looking up at someone and she is she is shooketh to the core when she comes back she is she's she looks like she's begging for her life or begging for something and something that a lot of the fans were picking up on is this her reaction to wherever she just saw wherever she just was was so similar eerily similar to a more wild version of when murphy last season died and came back to life and he was like freaking out about what he saw. So like a lot of fans are starting to think like maybe there's some connection there because it even gets Ooh. further confirmed. I mean, the theory gets a little bit stronger when um, she, when Bill is asked, starts asking her questions and she says, um, what is it's it? Judgment exactly? day. She says like right away, she's like, we're not ready. I have to shut it down. Um, and what she saw was judgment day. And that's Wait. nothing we can there's nothing to go off of there but again it, it does kind of curiously link to how murphy reacted to what he saw what he did see when he quote-unquote died i get why people are making that co- that connection but i i don't think the two are related i can't think that because how could she get to the same like murphy legitimately died yeah. he was dead there were he went on to something else he saw something i think came back like Becca was transported to a physical place. Like she, I, I think they're two different things. I get I, I why they're the I mean, same. They're reacting be. the same because they both came back from their respective experiences, like really r- frazzled. And they're two characters that kind of keep their cool for the most part. But I, I don't see the connection. So my, my argument against that real quick, Kyle, then you could jump in is, so we already, even before they knew that this was going to be the last season, they already knew the anomaly and the anomaly stone was going to be a thing because that was in season six, right? And this Murphy ex- near-death ex- or death experience was in season six. Yeah. So they clearly could have had plans for using, yeah. like, because that hasn't been touched on. Do you think it's even going to be touched on again? Because if, if you're not saying it's similar to the Judgment Day, it won't be touched on again. But if it is, it's going to make that scene back in season six have way more power and it just adds more context to like, what if this white light does symbolize what happens after death? And that's the 
final episodes, we're going to find out what that is. But I don't know. It's just a cool way that they could wrap this series up in like a mindfuck kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. That made me more likely to believe it just for the purposes of making the show work in a cool way yeah. for this last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hate know, to think so Becca's just, going to hell only because she killed like yeah. 11 billion well, just, people. Like, a like, surface level comment is Murphy claims he went to hell. So he was clearly judged. Yeah. Right. And it also Someone doesn't need to judgment on him. hell. Like, I mean, it could just yeah. be death, just like magician style. Everyone goes to the same place, but Marina thought it was hell. But like, you know, it could just be everyone's going there and it just kind of sucks yeah. when you die. I don't know. <laughs> everyone's so just they, Everyone's trying to be immortal. And that's why Bill's trying to just dive right in that. I don't know what his end goal is, but his end goal is to go to Judgment Day. So, yeah, but when she says it's judgment day, none of us are ready for it. I feel like once she says it was judgment day, that strikes a nerve with Bill. Like that was something he was expecting her to say. Like mm-hmm. he was like, I'm ready for it. Give, give it to me. I'm ready for it. And she says, especially not you. You're not ready for it. Talk about an ego, a hit to his ego. He's yeah. like, fuck you. We're I going. was so upset with Becca for saying that because she should have picked up on the yep. cues from Callie and their past interactions that you shouldn't, even if you truly believe like Bill's the last person that needs to go through there, you shouldn't do what, like she like kind of just poked at him basically, yeah, right? Yeah, don't say that. Yeah, don't loud. say that. You're just she's not superhuman. She just had a clearly traumatizing experience. Yeah, it's true. She's not thinking like, she's okay, let me just super yeah, let me just let me just massage human. this. Oh, that's a good point. She let me just massage human. this man's yeah, exactly ego. What she is. All right, let's get to is the next scene when Becca's tied up. Yeah, so in this scene, Bill says Reese take her to the box until she wants to change her mind and help us get back to Judgment Day. Um, and he says, I will be the one to save us, not her. And Ugh. then we go to the box. Uh, dudes. Where, dudes. As, as the scene's ending, Callie real quick grabs becca's case with the um night blood serum in it. yes correct so that takes us to the box uh becca is locked up in i guess a prison cell uh tristan is coming to give her water says you've upset a lot of the higher-ups you've made a lot of very important people mad at you and then for those keeping track at home <laughs> this is Kyle. <laughs> time number three where tristan is on his ass again uh callie sneaks in and sedates him and uh, Callie and Becca get to have a discussion. Fucking Tristan put that water on the chair where she couldn't reach it. And I was like, you dick, you actual dick. Cause I, the first time I watched it, I was like, Oh, was she not going to drink it because it was from Tristan and now she drank it. And then I just realized he put it too far away. I'm like, what a fucking ass she's been in there for days. She looked literally, like the least he could do for saving yeah, his life is give literally, her water. He literally says, I know you saved my life and all, but nah, <laughs> So bad. Tristan sucks. Next time I see Tristan, it's going to be the fourth time he's incapacitated. (laughs) That's not bad. So we get a lot (laughs) in this Callie-Becca conversation. Callie says, you know, we don't have a lot of time. Half the kids are with us now, some of their parents too, meaning that Callie behind the scenes has been giving, injecting a lot of the people in the bunker with this night blood serum. These there's, are clear, there's a clear time skip. Becca yeah. is shaken up. Her lips are all chapped. Mm-hmm. Like she's been in there. It hasn't been like a day. Yeah. Like it's been some it's time. Five days, right? Is that what it is? Did they say that, that seems like that's quick that Callie's moving and injecting people and getting a squad. All you gotta, all you gotta do is She does people. like five, five people seconds. in the next yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like, I don't know. Obviously word has to spread. 2,000 doses in that thing. Just a little... 
So just a little tutsky. Basically, they're talking about the flame, and she asked, "Do you know Latin?" Because Becca knows that her days are numbered, and she needs to get this flame into the right host to then carry on. Because Bill can absolutely not get the motherfucking flame if it mm-hmm. is in the wrong hands, like maybe Shade Hada, etc. It'll merge with them and just become even worse and worse and worse. I have a quote because. She says, do you know the, uh, the, do you know Latin? She said, yeah, I learned it as 10 when I was 10 to be able to create my own language, AKA Trigata slang. Trigata slang. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, okay. Um, goodbye for now is the code to get it out. And then, uh, Callie kind of freaks out. And I have this quote, she says from the wiki as well saying the flame is designed to survive the death of its hosts it's the only way to remove it aside from the passcode according to becca's notebook the ai will protect itself if you drown it will swim if you burn it will crawl out of the flame so she's concerned she's like you're gonna die like you can't and she says that's that's basically that's fine you have to say goodbye for now in latin it'll take it out and we know from season three or four i can't remember ascende superius which means seek higher things was the code in that season and, and we do also find out, I think it was, what, last season, season six, that you can change the code. Yes. Josephine did it. I said Josephine, but I don't know if it's Josephine off the top of my head. Do you boys remember who changes the code? No. Mm. I, I meant to look it up, but I forgot. But somebody changed it. I think it's Matt. No, Maddie changes the code because Clark's, like, trying to get it out of her when she's Shade Hata, basically, when she's being a fucking brat at the end of six. Yeah. And she's, like, a Shendi Superior, and she's like, I changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Josephine. So, yeah. <laughs> that's another little thing we could look forward to in the prequel season is to see, because it's obviously going to change. The code is going to change in yeah. between now and the beginning of... Well, weirdly enough, on the wiki, it says that a Shendi Superior activates the flame and... Kia Nunk Vale, vale, I think. She never ends up saying it, so I'm just making it up. So basically, when the flame keepers are holding in their hand, they say the superior thing, and the the arms start sticking out, and then you put it into the neck of a nightblood. Yes. Yeah, but for all I know, Ashende Superius both activates it and takes it out, like, both ways, but I don't know, but... Essentially, what this whole scene is, is Becca laying it all out on the table for Callie to be the flame keeper she says these are the laws of the flame you need to find a suitable host essentially says without the blood alterations it will liquefy the nervous system of the host it's just saying find someone with night blood and someone who's deserving of this because it's going to it doesn't just give them these powers it amplifies what's already there so make it a good person who has this blood alteration and yeah and it's cool because we, we, we did know that a couple, I think a couple seasons in, you find out like that is what it is. Mm-hmm. So they just have been super consistent with that. Do and they ever try to put it in someone who's not a nightblood? I feel like that yeah, happens they put to it, one of the guards. No, something? they, so in season uh, four, I want to say the fucking loser from Mount Weather that gets yep. out yes. is who they, yes. Emerson. Ha, Emerson. Yeah, Emerson. they, they put it in, they have them dying yeah. No, br- in the, uh, one of the bunker or the arc things i i'm saying this in such crazy ways but yeah (laughs) clark puts it in his neck knowing it'll kill him because like you're talking trigata slang right (laughs) now to me kathleen (laughs) yeah yeah take the hit (laughs) uh yeah where were we uh, okay, so that's that's it. Then we skip right to the to the back of burning because like that's mm. the insane, end of the scene. an insane reaction. Yeah. And what I said is, I don't care. You cut that fucking thing out of Becca. They don't know that if you take it out, it's gonna kill her. Like you, you try and keep her alive. No matter even if you get the flame out, she has knowledge that is worth keeping alive. You don't just 
burn her. Bill's irrational. I think it's Bill not only doesn't like that she's disagreeing with him, it's also that she's a legitimate case to take over his following. People would follow her if she was given a flat platform to lead. I got a question. So Bill wants her gone. Who like who's present at the burning? Like, does everyone know that this is happening? No, I think it's just a few disciples in hazmat suits watching. Yeah, like we I said mean, earlier, they just low key burn her. Reese was there. Reese yeah, was for a sure couple there. disciples Callie was for sure not there. Yeah. And then I guess all of Tree Crew knows it's happening. Let's talk about the theory that's going around because I like it. I hate it, but I like the idea of it. Is that Reese is going to be the commander, which I don't like, but I like the idea that. I mean, obviously, when we get this, somebody's going to become the commander, and you would think, like, with Maddie's drawings, it's from the perspective of the commander because obviously Maddie is seeing what the former commander saw, and I just like that idea. People are saying it's Reese. I don't like that, but well, it wouldn't have to be what she's seeing in that moment from Becca because Reese, how would the flame know Reese's past memories, or does it only know things after it's in you? Ooh, that's a good question. I would think that, uh, like. If Lexa puts the flame in when she's 13 or however old she was, younger than that probably, and then Clark puts it in, I would think that she would have Lexa's memories pre-flame as well. It could just be like you're basically downloading your whole yeah. brain's into that, yeah. code mm-hmm. into the zeros all, and ones. I would say. Yeah, yep. so including memories, everything. I think yes. so. That makes more sense because mm-hmm. that's how they kind of try and break it down. So somebody – it has to be that because nobody – was there for Becca. Becca herself was there. Becca was there. Yeah, but the drawing is of Becca, is it not? You're right. It is. I mean it's kinda hard to say. I tried to Google Maddie's all of Maddie's drawings, but I there's not I guess Becca's like right in front of it, so it would just be people are also are saying like you can make the argument because they emphasize Reese's helmet right there. Like you see Reese's hazmat suit and him like looking like oh God, am I even doing the right thing? People are saying like it could be the reflect like Becca's reflection. Becca is Maddie seeing Becca look um, at Reese's reflection to see that, you know. I like that better. Which that's interesting. Yeah, I, I like mean, that because they're, they're dropping hints. They're dropping hints all episode though that he has this innate goodness inside of him that yes. his dad has corrupted, and yes. yeah, it's Callie, obviously Callie Callie's fight in. to turn him back to you know the good side, and he's obviously like. We end the episode with his dad sending him out saying, get the AI at all costs. So it's going to be him out there in a wasteland pursuing Callie away from the dad. He can't be loyal to Bill anymore. He just watched him kill his mom. I think we just wrote the prequel. That that was was the end. We just wrote, sorry guys, spoilers. (laughs) No need for the prequel. Well, that's something that could be, that we could find out the end of the season. Now we have the scene where we are in the, the final scene in this bunker where Callie and crew, a.k.a. tree crew is what we will eventually call them, I assume, uh, are trying to exit the building. How do we get stopped? Just By the disciples, they're the like... disciples come in. Well, it's them coming it. back with the AI in his hand, right? Yeah, because they yeah. just burned Becca, so yeah, literally they waited her body to burn away and took the flame. Yeah, and this is, I was saying, this This is probably the corniest scene. It just wouldn't have happened that way. I was joking where it's like, they might as well have played rock, paper, scissors for the flame. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, let's handle it like when we were kids. Like, what were we going to do? But I will say that her shooting him in the arm was so badass. I thought awesome. it was awesome. Yeah, Callie so him into this, like, childish thing, and Reese is just, probably fact, just like, I'm like a... They they referenced the childish game in yeah. the first hologram. Tap yep. out. Oh, yeah. In the hologram thing when yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. They, yeah, yeah, they which say that. Cool. I, like, called, I didn't catch that till the second time, obviously, mm-hmm. but it was cool. Uh, but yeah, so they were saying like whoever taps out first gets the flame, and I can't believe that he would even. He is like everyone stand down, and then when she gets him down, basically he t- quote unquote taps. Everyone's like, just let her go. It's like, what? Yeah, it may well, she has the gun. Do they have? Do, does the guards even have guns at this point? I don't know. I'm not sure. But what? Loved the shot in the arm though. It was so good. She goes, yeah. "That was." She, he says, "You just shot me." She was like, "That was Rebecca." And then pistol whips the shit out of him. An yeah. awesome scene. I so need to good. Pistol yeah, she's a badass. Other. And then she does what needs to be done. Her yeah. first thought wasn't is, playing games. Is to shove the night blood serum right into his neck and bounce, which I guess because makes she sense. Her it's brother. His brother. Yeah. It's her brother, and and I don't know why she wouldn't just inject her mom. Yeah, because the mom is right there. So yeah. dumb. Yeah, really. It took her dumb. more time to say no, I don't want it, and refuse it than to actually get <laughs> so it. True. I think that's so, just a plot point yeah, for the prequel because the she's basically you're gonna have to save her. Well, she's fucked now. Mm, she's gonna put a hazmat suit on and try and tra- track him down. Well, the, the whole thing is right now, the whole state of the bunker is basically Bill's ready to go. They burned Becca. They have the flame. They're just going to go through the portal and figure everything else out later. And everyone that's staying in the bunker is going to go, you know, through the anomaly stone. And then Callie's leading the other faction of Nightbloods that are going to go out into the surface that can live through the radi- radiation. So essentially what the vibe I was getting is as soon as this scene's done or this episode's done, no one's in the bunker. You either yeah. went to Bardo or you're on the surface and you're going to be in the prequel series. And I just think it's it's that wow. cut and simple, you know? Right? Well, I'm not sure about that. But I don't want any of the Bill stuff. So I'm down with anyone who is now on Earth is our prequel. Yeah. Because I don't want any of that. I want the Bardo stuff to end with the, with the season seven of The 100. And the reason I brought that up was because the mom was telling Callie that she didn't need the Nightblood serum because she's – she wants to go through the door with the dad. That's yeah. why she was like, which, dumb. Why would you she, not assume that? Take it anyway. You're going to space. Anyway. Radiation to space. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. But the mom saves the day. She gets the door closed uh, because they can't open the hatch until that inside door is so closed. Airlock, yeah. Yeah, but it is dumb, but this is they're setting it up for an eventual mother-daughter reunion like an abby clark abby and clark are separated mm-hmm. for ten, seven eight nine episodes and then you get this like emotional reunion even though clark's like fuck you mom you killed dad i kind of i bought anyway. into the relationship between callie and the mom actually Me too. i like i love mom. it yeah, and they're the setting mom, it up yeah. by not giving her it's going to be an even more epic reunion for the prequel when they do definitely but i'm not yeah. sh- like luke mentioned that he's not sure that the the mom's actress signed on to the prequel well, so the prequel's not there. even a thing yet so maybe yeah, they it was, have to have maybe she was listed contract. as like a, a guest actor on this episode and that's what people took i don't know i don't know where that oh, came from. quick question if the prequel gets around. picked up do they literally just air this episode as the first one no in the future no, no, that's they're such gonna a good point no 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 what they what they basically do for any time there's a back i was doing some research to other shows what they do is 90 percent of this episode will just be the pilot episode of the prequel but there's going to be a lot of a couple other scenes scenes they're going to refilm and put it in to make Whatever the future is, because they don't even know. Exactly. How could they know? Exactly. So a lot of it is going to be repeat, but then there's going to be, of course. So Bill will be in it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that's it. They will take out the Clark bookends. He's totally not going to be just in the first episode. I completely agree with Kyle. And you too, come on. He's now like the mastermind making things, making moves from the bunker. Yeah, but his whole thing is he's done with Earth. He wants to lead... Oh, I mean, the they human species. The he's yeah. in, he's been yeah. in Bardo for a thousand yeah. years or whatever. So yeah, it's that's like, true. Why, they dip. 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense for him to come back. They, I mean, they could. Well, yeah. Now that back. I'm thinking about it, didn't they just he he's sends asleep. Reese and Tristan out, and then he's like, "All right, ye through the portal." We're supposed to be assumed that I was. I say Bill spends a couple years on Bardo training people, making sure they're all following him, and he's the leader. And then he's like, "Now put me in cryo and wake me up when the final." When my son he gets here look, with the flame. Yeah, he doesn't look older. I mean, no. you can say no. Octavia. I mean, is he couldn't survive. He couldn't older. survive that he long. Doesn't look no, of course not. Than. So I think I think right. that's what it's going to be. He's just going to wait on his son to bring the key, but instead of his son bringing it, it's Clark who he thinks is bringing it to him. Wild. Yeah. I think that's. I think now we're in the final scene, right? The the final scene on the of the prequel. We get a couple minutes of Callie and Tree Crew walking on the outside of the bunker, like mm-hmm. on the actual scorched earth. And one of the things she does is she starts lighting a fire, right? And then yeah. I think it's August that comes and says, like, what are you doing? Like, people will see it. And she's like, I want that I to happen. It. She's trying to yeah. alert the arc that yeah. there are people still there, which is arc cool. or people around to say, hey, yeah. if you're alive out here, come. come we want we'll help you. you. Yeah. You'll yeah. Help. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we get this cool transition fade that's like fading out of Callie and into Clark, but there's the scene where their faces are on the screen at the same yeah. time. And I'm like, those are our heroines, baby. Those are our girls. Yep, yep. I love it. Um, so then we get, this is when we get, Cadigan saying is is Callie in there and she's like yeah she is but that's not how, how that works bitch like yeah, yeah. she just pulls the gun out <laughs> yeah. I love that scene I was like yeah, yeah Clark I, yeah. I love when she takes action I miss her. like that I yeah. do I miss Clark but then we get the scene where she's like show me my friends and he's like I can't give orders to people who aren't the room in the room and she's like Gabriel go get them like what? <laughs> yeah like all right gosh <laughs> yeah, exactly so then of course they say go get my friends and we only get echo dioza and octavia walking in in the um power ranger suits and they look hard as hell but they're faking it they're it's, just acting they like, either the options are either they're fake brainwashed or they're brainwashed yeah and it's probably more likely that they're faking it playing the part until this moment happens so now they're going to play a, next episode is going to be all about how they got to this point where yep. they're either brainwashed or fake brainwashed and then they're going to just jump back into we're finally going to have like half the team together mm-hmm. which is going to be amazing because the hiatus hits after next episode which makes sense yeah and where's hope is the big question why isn't hope with them we'll see how oh, their question though. where's bellamy we should he's dead well hold on real quick Kyle, what did you <laughs> what did you take from why hope wasn't in that room because i am disagreeing with kathleen and, and brian but what why did you think hope wasn't there I'm going to be 100% real with you. I have no idea why she's not there. So I think that Hope is just straight up not there, but Luke thinks that it's because Clark said, where are my friends? And Hope is not her friend. No one in that room knows Hope is alive or ever was existed. So I didn't see the purpose of why they would have brought him in. Hope wouldn't just be like, yeah, you guys go. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that would seem, <laughs> Hope would be with that, that group. That seems overly deliberate. She like, said, bring me my friends. She could have said, bring me. That just meant bring me the people that yeah. align with the sanctum you know what i mean but like, we had a conversation it wasn't like earlier. give me the people that i'm best friends with and if i'm only yeah it's like yeah. hope like i don't in that see moment i'm not thinking like, like they're thinking about semantics where hope's like thinking in her head overthinking like well she said friend like i don't know am i her friend like looking around like if we can go back and look at it and there was one of the disciples like looking back and forth like looking like a little nervous that would be funny she's just like kicking rocks i think i think there's gonna be a deliberate scene where hope is like being like, I'm not fucking pretending to be a disciple. This is stupid. Like, I'm not doing this. Or And I say it's not going to happen. 
Or she's banging Levitt somewhere. No, that's Octavia. Oh, that's a hot take. No, that would be Octavia. <laughs> they looked hard. Well, and there's, I don't know. I mean, there's a chance that they're brainwashed, but I think that they're faking it to, like, for a eventual, like, right. I don't know. If they're brainwashed, I'm going to be pissed. I don't think they're going to be brainwashed. It's it's, it's Dioza. She like the, the yeah yeah. We're I'm going to see next episode. Yeah. This is all just us speculating what's going to be spoon fed to us <laughs> next Wednesday. So you know it's so funny that that's happened multiple times where we've had like ten minute conversations where like what the fuck is this? Like what were they thinking? And then an episode later, it's like oh yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. I, mean, uh, I will sense. say before we get to the bang kill Mary that I I did I love this episode. I really hope it gets picked up. I hope that the bunker is not the backdrop for it. I don't like it. And I think, although I've loved every single season of The 100, season five was my least favorite. So being in the bunker is like sad and icky to me and depressing. And I hope that the bunker is not the backdrop, although an irradiated earth might not be that pretty either. But I love Sanctum, like the brightness. It's fun. Like, you know, and I liked... Even where Come Maddie on. lived, where Maddie lived, Sanctum has in, not been fun on Earth. Where <laughs> visually, I'm talking visually, like where Maddie lived on Earth, the place that got over whatever. Yeah. By yeah. Prime Fire pretty colors everywhere like Dude, it's like come it's on like, it, nukes just destroyed the planet there's gonna be nothing pretty no about it i just think i'm just saying that i don't like being in the bunker and i hope that they find a different <laughs> backdrop for it okay well, i'm sure i'm sure no one be, liked being in the bunker backdrop's going to be the apocalyptic wasteland like scorched yeah. earth is that better they're yes. gonna find shallow yes, valley it's better i agree it's better yeah it's i agree better it's better bunker, i'm just saying that like i don't really love all right let's wrap it Okay, bang. Wait, 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 wait. I just have one little thing I want to say that is just complete speculation for the prequel. But Calliope, the muse from Greek mythology, has a very big music theme with her husband and her kids. And August was a musician, right? He has a guitar. Does yeah. he? he? Yeah, yeah, he does in, in the beginning. He has yeah. a guitar on him. Okay, so, so that's endgame. You've that's just, love right there. Season seven of that's the prequel so is going to end. I'm writing the prequel for them, basically. That is 1,000% why his name is yeah. always. It's gonna be I also right. am a sucker for, like, like with Westworld the last season, like, the names of the episodes and what it is, like, yeah. what, yeah. Po- like you know, what poem stuff. it's about Symbolism, and stuff. all that stuff. So I'm probably mm-hmm. digging too deep into that, but I really no, like No, I think that. you're digging just enough. Just <laughs> the right yeah, amount. Yeah. Okay, Bang, Kill, Mary. We are doing... People we hate edition. So we got Reese, we got Bill, and we got Tristan. I can start because I already wrote mine out. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to bang Bill because I'm not marrying that motherfucker. No. And he's probably wild in bed. Like, you know, he's a cult leader. This dude probably is banging everybody in the cult anyway. So whatever. He's we'll, nah, he's definitely hella selfish in bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> so I was going to say. You're so right. Whatever. <laughs> I'm banging Bill. And um, I'm going to marry Tristan because I think he's like a spineless little bitch. And mm-hmm. like, I'll just make him submit. Sure. And if not, I'll knock him unconscious for that four time. Right? Yeah, he submits yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, he does. And then a, the bottom line was this was unmovable. I'm killing Reese. I hate I hated him. He was I loved when Callie shot him in the arm. I like cheered. That was so dope. <laughs> okay. Hot take here. But it could age like a fine wine. If this prequel goes the way that we think it might, and Reese is the commander, before you say anything, back, I think oh I'm going to agree with you. I think I'm, I'm going to. You're about to take the words out of my mouth right I'm now. I'm going to marry Reese. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. because if in hindsight, in like <laughs> so three hot. in three years from now, if we look back and he becomes the commander and everything, and has this great redemption arc and becomes a badass, and I want to be able to say, yeah, I married him back when 
you know, started from the bottom. Now we're here, married to Reese. Uh, I'll bang Tristan just because, I don't know, he's younger than Bill. That would be funner in bed. And Bill's a cult leader. I'll kill him. He's a bad guy, bad dude, bad hombre. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of my life. Get out of my game. Go ahead, Kyle. All right, I'll step in. So I am going to marry Reese because while he is definitely just like somewhat of a bootlicker for his dad, um, I think the reasoning behind it, they give him depth and like emotion that he just – Ah, I like that. Uh, he's just looking for love that he's been neglected his entire life. Yeah. Clearly, Callie sees and has experienced a goodness in him that, come on, I'll bring it out of him. Um, Bill, I'm going to bang Bill. Not That's because insane. I think he wouldn't be selfish in bed, but I think the pillow talk afterwards would be awesome because he's crazy. <laughs> Tell me all about Machu Picchu, Bill, just please. Spin me a tale about the end of the yeah, world. <laughs> exactly, please. And then clearly... Tristan is just wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, I totally should have banged Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking now, the Bill, the Bill discussion was all pillow talk. I was go on Bri- Team Brian, but now that you say that, I gotta be <laughs> Same. When I saw hologram Reese, I was like, "This is my boy." Like the minute that popped up on the hologram, I was like, "Okay." That's boy, the only scene where so he didn't disappointed. Suck. Yeah, exactly. And but I do think he's getting a big redemption of arc. Of course, of course, mm-hmm. he is. A handsome man. Yeah. And you're right. Like he does. He's just looking for you. Accept the love you think you deserve. Like you just gotta Ooh. give him that extra love. He's thinking new work. Perks of being a wallflower. Um, and then I am going to kill. Bill, I can't. I got <laughs> fuck Kill him. Bill. He's disgusting. And then um Tristan will just like get a quick bang and then he'll pass out and I'll just like give him a good punch in the nose. So me and you did have the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm team. And Brian. you two had the same. No, you didn't. All right. No. You guys are no, I took the road less he married Bill. Right. He married Bill. I married Tristan. Oh, you did? I can't believe that. I'm scared. You married Tristan. She's the easy. I hate Reese and oh, I'm not boy. marrying Bill. That was my <laughs> I love that we're like, I'm not marrying him, okay? <laughs> There's no wrong answer. Just going to boss Tristan around for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. I think marrying (laughs) Tristan has been the worst bang, kill, marry, take of the season. (laughs) I'm in. We'll look back on that. We'll look back on that. We're going to piece them all together. See if that holds. Anywho, that'll do it for Bank Kill Mary and the episode of the podcast. We're going to be following season seven of the hundred weekly with a podcast after every episode. Next up is episode nine. Also be sure to listen to our binge with us series covering the star show Spartacus, where two of our hosts have never seen the show and two are rewatching our final episode for season one blood and sand just dropped last week. As always, if you like what you heard, give binge town TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show show on spotify and the apple podcast app once again we are binge town tv and thanks for listening what's up everybody welcome to the binge town tv i put the in there fuck me what the fuck is wrong with you i know i know